Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Speak Out Loud podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today for episode three. Happy New Year to you guys. Yes, thank you so much for your support so far. We have had so much encouragement, and um, people have talked to us so much about how much they're listening and sharing uh, what we've been talking about. It has been so far an awesome journey, and we are just excited about what the future holds. We're in that weird kind of stage right now, Stace. So mm-hmm. it's the week between Christmas and New Year's. Yes. I think, uh, you know, we're waking up trying to figure out what day it is <laughs> and, uh, you know, getting over, at least for me, the sugar coma. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm going to tell you guys right now, my wife, Stacy, my co-host of this podcast, makes the world's best pecan pie. Thank you. And I don't know if you like pecan pie. But we've often talked about uh, her pecan pie recipe may be our retirement plan. <laughs> you may find us one day in a little roadside stand selling pecan pies. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we could make a go of it because they're that good. But uh, we're kind of in that mode of just, you know, in between the holidays. Um, had a great Christmas. Stacy, kind of thoughts on Christmas from you? Yeah, we absolutely love having our girls home. They both live in Dallas. One's in school, one teaches school. And so when they are home, it makes everything more festive and just, uh, I don't know, We no matter what we're doing, playing games or watching, you know, binge watching a show or whatever we may be doing, it's just a joy to have them home. So we are very blessed. You know, what's wild is talking about binge watching uh, this show's old, but we've gotten into, it seems like, this Christmas binge-watching Survivor. Yeah. So I'm not sure what that says about us, that <laughs> as a family we're binge-watching old episodes of Survivor. Um, but I've been having dreams about not getting voted out of the family and, uh, you know, all those kind of crazy things. So, I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're good. You're that's good. That's good. Good. <laughs> I'm safe. Okay. I'm in the right alliance. So, hey, we are so glad you're here today. And, uh, We want to do a couple things. One, we want to make a special invitation to you to, if you haven't yet, to go back and listen to the first two episodes of our, really our pilot episodes that we broke into two halves, which tell our story. So Stacy and I are on a recovery journey, a recovery journey through uh, mental health. And the purpose that of, of why we're doing this, of why we've launched the Speak Out Loud podcast is, is so that we can share hope. We can share encouragement. We found ourselves at times over these last few years in some hopeless places and some dark places. And we know how you can feel if you're wrestling with, or maybe your loved one's wrestling with, you know, some mental health issues. And so the purpose of this podcast is to share hope, to build a community of hope and encouragement for those that struggle with mental health and for those that love and support them. So the first two episodes, they kind of lay that foundation. They talk about our story, our mental health journey, um, Stacy's recovery journey, kind of what I'm learning, kind of walking this road with her and how I can best support her. So um, that's what we'd love for you to go back and listen to. Uh, it helps kind of lay the foundation for where we are. And then today now we're picking up with, with some things that are kind of fresh, not our story from the past, but like Stacy said earlier, being vulnerable about maybe where we are right now and things that we're experiencing right along with you guys. Um, Today we're going to be talking about uh, a topic that's that's you know hot in the news. Uh, you're maybe sensing it, you may be feeling it, but as we're living in the middle of this pandemic, mental health in the midst of a pandemic is just what's going on. How do you survive? 
and how do you how do you get through it? And one of the things, Stacy, that that you and I talked about shortly before Christmas, actually, was you had a big anniversary. Yes, it's something that I would almost rather celebrate at times than my birthday, because it was such a hard time, but yet a time of. Um, also victory and triumph. Um, a few years ago, at this time of year, around Christmas, I came home from being in treatment for four months for anorexia. And that was a time where I thought I was going to be away, as I said in, in our previous podcast, for about six weeks. Well, when I got there, I was actually in ICU for seven weeks. And then I actually began the program. So this is a big time of year for me to just reflect and be thankful but also realize, God, this has been really hard. Yeah. Um, and it continues to be hard. I know one of the things, Stacy, that I remember asking you just a couple of weeks ago when we passed that date was, has this been the hardest year? Kind of thinking back on 2020, has this been the hardest year since you've kind of completed that recovery program? Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. You said without even thinking about it, oh, my gosh, yeah. This was the hardest year by far. I think for people who don't even have uh, depression or anxiety, they've been introduced to it this year. Maybe you're one of those people who've just uh, usually been able to not experience those feelings, those emotions. Uh, Maybe you don't have a chemical imbalance. So uh, those have never, those feelings have never been introduced to you. And now you're living in that sense of depression. Uh, When you get up in the morning, you have trouble finding hope. You're nervous a lot. You're anxious a lot. The future is um, very unknown, even though it has always been. It's really in in our faces. And so, yeah, it's uh, been kind of like depression, anxiety, and eating disorder on steroids for me. And I'm sure many who live in a life, um, in a world much like my mind, feel the same. Yeah. One of the things, too, you know, we, Stacy and I are not therapists. We're not counselors. So we're not professionals in the uh, treatment field of mental health. We are, though, we feel like people that really know our story well. We've been living this for a number of years. And so it's out of that story that, that we share our experience and we share kind of what we've been learning. You know, we do interact quite a bit. Stacy has a, a treatment team. But even beyond that, um, I sit on a board with some other therapists here in the state of Oklahoma. Stacy uh, is engaged with a number of, of people like that. And just in even hearing from them, they're talking, kind of speaking in generalities about how hard this has been, how hard this year has been for their patients, just the kind of this ramp up, it seems like, of of challenges within mental health as we've been living in the midst of this pandemic. So as we jump into this today, it may seem kind of like a, I don't, I don't know, a, a no-brainer kind of question, but just let's just start off by pitching this out there. What has made this year, kind of as we live in the midst of this pandemic, with mental health particularly, what has made it just so difficult? Yeah. It, like I said a few minutes ago, even if you don't have uh, depression or anxiety on a regular basis, maybe yours is more situational, and the situation has been the pandemic, uh, there are so many mixed messages that can cause that extra anxiety to come out. Uh, I've tried to limit how much I'm watching the news, uh, how much I'm looking at facts and statistics, uh, just trying to kind of guard my mind from the things that are overwhelming to me. Usually the news is a little more overwhelming to me. So how much more is it right now? And just really trying to limit my uh, exposure to the things that I know are happening 
I'm not trying to be insensitive by any means. I know people are living through and also dying from what is going on in our world right now. Both of those extremes are very scary, but I'm just trying to either way, whether the numbers are up or down, just stay in a mind of prayer. Also, isolation has been a big deal. I struggle to not isolate in the first place. And with us forced to isolate much of the time, it has just compounded that. So much of the time, I encourage people who have depression uh, to even get out of the house in, in the day and make eye contact with someone, speak to someone, engage with someone if uh, if they've been alone or if their day looks like they're not going to be interacting with people who they know um, pretty well. So uh, the uncertainty, the spectrum of symptoms is so broad. And with that, uh, it's hard to wrap my mind around it without just shutting down. And there have been times and moments where I have just gone, you know what, this is just too much for me. I'm going to lay down and giving myself permission just to kind of go off the radar for a little bit and just rest my mind because it's just so loud anyway. So you put these difficulties on top of it and it's almost intolerable. So This isolation thing I know has just been huge because as we've had to kind of go through, you know, stages of quarantine or trying to follow the best advice on on unlimiting the number of contact with people, you know, and depending on what part of the country you live in, maybe there's different rules even you've had to follow, different intensity around those rules. But that has been just such a big issue and I think maybe is is a key reason why so many people are struggling is that we need others. Mm-hmm. We need others. We need contact with others. We need um, you know, interaction, friendship, fellowship with people. And I think, Stacy, that's been something that you've had to really push yourself through at times. Mm-hmm. Because it is in this kind of, as your mind is screaming at you or as the depression and the darkness kind of begins to surround that, it is easy just to kind of think, I'm just going to withdraw and isolate and and not be around others and it's almost a discipline to make yourself get out and be around other people yes and my world can quickly become very small and that's not okay that is not what we are here for for our for things to get smaller and smaller but rather for things to open up and get broader and broader for us and something that Doug you've always done for me is especially since our girls have been away living in Dallas and we have had the emptiness syndrome and then they've um, you know come home because of the pandemic and we've readjusted to that which has been great in that area in that way but you've always held in front of me the hope of the future, um, just saying things like, let's plan in two months to go on this trip, or in a month, we're going to go see the girls, or this is something the future holds for us, like we've been looking forward to the podcast, yeah. just different things like that, speaking engagements that I've had in front of me, and with the future being so unstable with health, that's just been a really hard thing for me to look forward to the future. It's not that, again, like I've stated before, it's not that I don't have what I need or what I want. That's not what my depression and chemical imbalance is actually about. That's kind of a stereotype 
a stereotype, and it's a false stereotype at that. Um, this is something that is not situational. It is something that stems from a chemical imbalance. Yeah. And so that's when it becomes uncontrollable at times, and that's where, for me, medication has been ushered in. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Um, all of this has been a really big deal, whether you suffer from depression, typically or not. Yeah. And that's where we hope the podcast even, um, for those that reaches, for those that listen, we hope that you are are not isolated in your situation, but we also really hope that through this, maybe you can even feel some level of connection to those that maybe are on a similar journey to you um, and that to feel that you're not alone. One of the things that, that we've talked a lot about and, and really held on to this year is that even in the midst of all this, even in the midst of uh, what many families are going through with COVID and the suffering and maybe the loss they've even experienced, and, and the vast number of people, I really wonder if one day when all this is passed and you know doctoral students are doing their studies and their dissertations and all this research on, well, what was 2020? What happened out of that? I think they're going to come back and see the mental health impacts were so far-reaching. But we can know, we can believe that we are not abandoned, even in the midst of this, mm-hmm. that God has not abandoned us. That's right. So, Stacy, what are some things, you know, it, it's, it's hard. It's been a hard year, uh, probably as an understatement for, for you, for so many people out there that struggle with mental health. What are some things you found which have helped you stay in recovery And maybe even just endure this year. We've kind of talked about, hey, you know, progress is is three steps forward, two steps back at time. You know, progress is not a straight line always. And I think for for people that struggle with mental health, even just if, hey, if you've held the line this year in 2020, as we're now coming into 2021, in some way, even if you feel like I've just been treading water, you're to be commended because, Hey, you were you were fighting the fight. You were mm-hmm. in the struggle. So, what are some things, Stacy, you found maybe that have just helped you kind of hold on and toe the line and stay in recovery throughout these last nine, ten months? Sure. Well, I would say one of the first things is, is to really make things simple. Mm-hmm. Keep things as simple as possible because the simple right now seem monumental. They seem very difficult. They seem too big at times. So the more simplistic I can keep things, the more attainable those things my day seems to me. Um, Example for that is uh, like today. I got up late this morning because I wasn't wanting to face reality of the day. That can have to do with the pandemic. Um, My parents aren't well. There are just things that have been going on in our in our personal lives that are just make it even more challenging. And so on those days, I know without a doubt that my mind is screaming for me to give up. And that can look a lot of different ways. But what I want to do is take one step at a time and get out of bed. And like I've stated before, make my bed before I can get back into it. It's some it's things as simple as that that seem so hard sometimes to my mind and to my body. And so before I even let myself get up in the mornings, I just say, God, I trust you. And I say that over and over again. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. And I wrote about that in my book, You Are Worth Saving, because it has to be simple like that sometimes so that that way I can make it happen. And so before I hit the ground, I say, I trust you, God. I know you knew 
all of this was going to happen and that you are still in control. Hard things happen. And often I've said, we have to do hard things. I can do hard things. You can do hard things. Those things may look totally different in your life than they do in mine, but that's what we have to stay focused on. And just knowing that in your community, you're not the only one who is taking one step and then the next step and the next step. Today, I've struggled to eat, honestly. Um, I've got uh, a lot on my mind, a lot on my heart. And when I'm stressed out, I have a harder time taking bites and and eating my food, eating my meal plan. And so things can get very complicated very quickly. But if I just focus on one step at a time, one bite at a time, things do become a little bit more attainable for me. So... Well, and I know one thing that's been really hard this year is just even, you know, you are in outpatient therapy. Yes. And, you know, we talk about that really being committed to that and and, and, and staying in that treatment plan is so important. But for these last nine, ten months, even that's looked different because yeah. you've had to now go, instead of going to see maybe your therapist or your nutritionist uh, face-to-face, you're having to do those appointments over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like probably everybody else out there, technology has been frustrating. It's just a, a, a layer of separation, I think, between that connection that's so important. Yeah. So that's even been hard. And then times when Zoom doesn't work or the Internet's down, just having to even maybe do a phone call appointment. So those things have have been changed. And change can be really difficult for someone that's, that's going through kind of mental health recovery, I know. Yeah, I'd say at this point that uh, I think it's been since February since I've gotten to see any of my team in person. And I don't want to say this, but if I'm going to be honest with you, it is definitely wearing on me. I'm very much somebody who uh, likes to be in the same room with someone and read their body language and uh, hug and just have that physical touch and see the eye contact face to face. I am so thankful that we have technology. Don't get me wrong. What would we have done 15 years ago if this pandemic would have hit? I'm so thankful for it. But just to say that it is not wearing on me at this point and wanting that one-on-one time without there being a computer screen between me and my team and to get to see people and be in um, contact with people who I was in recovery uh, or in treatment with, that's an understatement. I'm really missing them and just that interaction face-to-face. So, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Well, I think we would encourage anyone out there that's, you know, going through something similar to not give up on, even if it is a a Zoom or a video kind of conference call or maybe even a phone call, to not give up on those things. I think while it's not ideal, that's so much of what pressing on looks like through this. Yes. And, And when things change and when things are different, it is easy to let kind of those those, I don't know if disciplines are the right word, but just those those key elements of recovery kind of slip away. And it's it's easy to let this thing slide. And one thing slides one day, then, okay, next week, well, I can let something else slide. Mm-hmm. And before long, you've really kind of taken some steps back and the mental illness is is kind of overtaking you and feeling overwhelming because some of these key elements that have been staples, I think, in recovery um, are not there. And so 
I, I commend you, Stacy, because I've seen you. I've, I've, I know that it's not ideal. I know it's frustrating at times, but you have pressed on. I think even at times when it has been frustrating, you know, I, I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't think you've missed a single appointment in 2020. I think you've done, you know, you've pressed on to do your best to stay in recovery and to keep those appointments and even, even too, just to, to keep on your medicine regimen. Because mm-hmm. I know that it's easy just to, to think, well, maybe I should let that go or let that slide too, but you haven't. Yeah, I would say that I'm having to make myself fight mm-hmm. as hard as I can at this point. Yeah. Um, I, when I go to bed at night or even when it starts to get dark at 5, I'm ready for bed because I'm so tired from fighting that whole day. Mm-hmm. And I honestly couldn't do it without encouragement of being across that screen. And there have been tears shed on those appointments. And the the ability for people who are professionals to make you still feel like everything's going to be okay because they are so equipped in their job and in what they have chosen to do day in and day out with people is an understatement. Um, I just, I'm so thankful, but yeah, um, I've needed those appointments. I won't say I've always like, oh gosh, I can't wait to do this because it's hard to continue to get better. It's hard work. And, um, sometimes I do want to give up by 10 o'clock in the morning and just go, you know what? Forget this. It's too much. But in that, I would like to ask you if you would please, please persevere with me. It's so much not easier, but so much more effective for us to know that we're not the only one fighting so hard, fighting as hard as we can. It just helps to have that community of people knowing. So I would just give that ask to you. Would you please continue to fight with me so that I'll know I'm not alone or lonely in this journey um, as someone who does have mental illness? I think it's important for us and something uh, maybe to those of you that that are supporting a loved one, a friend, through kind of the, a mental health um, you know, challenge, maybe their mental health struggles, uh, one of the things that we can do is we encourage our loved one, our friend, is I think to keep that hope out there. And I think that's something that, that we can take on as loved ones for our family, for our friends, to you know, we said earlier that the, maybe the best definition of the word encourage is to just put courage into somebody else. And if we can just through words, through actions, through a presence, through being there, put courage into our loved ones to press on and to see the light, to see that light that says, you know, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Stacy, one of the things that I know we've talked about even last episode on the podcast, but it's a phrase you and I use quite a bit is the phrase recover well, recovering Mm -hmm. well. And so as we really look ahead now into 2021, kind of when we, when we say that, or we use that, that word, what does that look like to you? What what do you, what do you think about when you think about how do I keep on recovering well? Yeah. Well, one of the main things is, is that no matter what I've got to try, the option of me not trying opens up a whole new world for me that is not okay. So when I start to dabble in what that world looks like, that's a very dangerous, pivotal time for me that I can't allow to happen. Because if you'll visualize a door 
and I'm standing on one side of the door and not recovering is on the other side of the door, all I have to do is barely, barely crack that door and it lets all of these things in that are not okay for me anymore. Yeah. And as much as my mind can scream, open that door, open that door, it's going to be okay this time. It's okay to lose five more pounds. It's okay to not get up and, and have your day. It's okay to not let people into your life and into your world. It is Those are lies. And so another thing is, is that to keep that door shut, I've got to allow myself to have grace for myself and forgive myself. To realize that my life does not have to look like everybody else's for it to be okay. With all the New Year's resolutions that are about to start happening and goals that are being set, again, that's when my life has to get very simple. I cannot compare my life to other people's lives when it comes to New Year's resolutions or goals that are being yeah. set. I think one of the things we've we've experienced quite a bit, Stacy, is that... Um, you know, there's a lot of feedback you get and different sometimes well-meaning people that um, that try to give you direction or try to give you advice. And one of the things I think we've had to both work at and streamline is sticking to a plan mm-hmm. and sticking to what you know, your particular team, your therapist uh, is telling you and, and, and what they're working with you on. And that's a big area where I can help you. Mm-hmm. is just to stay focused on that because all these competing voices out there can really be overwhelming, I know. Yeah, not setting myself up for failure is huge. Yeah. Setting unrealistic goals that I know are not okay with my meal plan, that I know are not okay with what will set my mind or trigger, for lack of a better term, trigger my mind into a downward spiral. One thing that I really struggle with when I do get overwhelmed at the beginning of a new year or at the beginning of a day even or when we're going to go into a big social situation is letting my eating disorder talk for me. What I mean by that is uh, not eating and letting that show people that I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. That is something that I definitely struggle with when I'm not okay. And so this next new year, um, learning to talk more and not letting my eating disorder do all that talking for me is very important. And that's why it's very important for me to even show up and do this podcast to put words instead of action um, with my food and not eating is very important to me and very important for me to stay in recovery and to keep that door shut. Um, Also, a big deal to me is admitting that I cannot do this on my own. I have tried, and in this new year, it's not going to be any different. And during the pandemic, it's been very hard, but I can't make this any any different that I need to just admit to God, God, I've tried. You know me. I'm stubborn, and I'm independent, and I think I can do this on my own this recovery thing on my own and that is just not true i i have tried to no avail and i have failed when i have not given it to god and let him help me make every step and take every step of the day with him helping me to do that and someday with him literally carrying me through yeah one of the things i i love when you say this stacy you talk about for you recovering well is is really just as Simple is maybe the wrong word, but just as as basic as doing the next right thing. Mm -hmm. Certainly not easy, but maybe it is simple. 
Um, I think that's a great New Year's resolution for, for all of us, really. It's to say, okay, I'm going to do the next right thing. I'm not going to get hung up on maybe the struggle I had or, or, or how yesterday didn't go as planned. I'm going to do the next right, the, the next right thing today. Mm-hmm. Building a um, mountain that is unattainable to climb is very dangerous. Yeah. And so instead of me saying, okay, uh, I failed with the whole day, which is very easy for me to do and kind of my first go-to, um, I go, okay, there's a meal coming up, so I am going to eat what's on my meal plan for that meal. And not only am I going to do that, but I skipped my snack a couple of hours ago. And so I'm going to go ahead and tie that in with my meal. I'm going to go ahead and eat my snack because not only do I want to recover well, but I want to recover with integrity. And so that that way, when I'm talking to you, I know that you're not expecting me to have things perfect, but that I'm trying to do things and be honest about what I'm doing. Um, There's a fine line between being honest about what I'm doing and being dishonest because I a lot of people don't know what my day really does look like. So it's really easy for me to go, you know what? I'm doing great. How are you? You're doing great. We're all doing great. When the reality of the situation is we're struggling. Maybe we're hurting. Maybe yesterday looked good, but maybe today doesn't look so great. So it's really important to stay around people and in a community with people that know what your life is supposed to look like so that that way, when you start to take those steps backwards, you don't get very far. You get to go ahead and push forward with their help, with their hope, with their encouragement. Man, I love that. We're going to have to add that to our our mantra of recovery well. Recovering well, we're going to have to also say uh, recovering with integrity. And I love I really think you strive for that, Stacy, and and I'm encouraged by that. I'm inspired by that um, because I do think you you really try to be honest and, and be vulnerable with people, and and man, not letting yourself slip backwards. Mm-hmm. That is huge. But too, I've got people in my life yeah. that I've even if you have one or two people in your life, and you're listening today, and you go, you know what? Nobody really knows what I deal with. And I just want to encourage you to say, you know what, in spite of that, um, I want to be true and honest with myself. And I know what that's supposed to look like. And to not make it to where it's impossible for me to, like, sometimes I feel pressure and I feel like, okay, if you're doing a podcast and you've written a book and you speak to people about um any struggle that they have, that you've got to be good at it. And what I want you to know um, that's very important for me to know, to let you know, is that I'm not, I'm not good at any of this without support and without um, me being able to admit where I am on a given day at a given time. And sometimes on my appointments across the screen, I have to admit to my uh team, my doctor, my nutritionist, and go, you know what, I, I didn't eat all I was supposed to, or I did um, really want to hurt myself, or I did uh, have really negative thoughts that aren't going to help me move forward at all, and I wanted to act on those negative thoughts. And for me to be able to go there with people in my life and people um, who are professional and non-professional in my life is a gift. 
and you may or may not have those people. And I, that's my prayer for you is that you will get those people. When I stop talking or when I stop being real and, and, um, when I stop being honest, I lose. It's just that simple. I go downhill and I lose. I think that is maybe the biggest threat of this entire pandemic for those that struggle with mental health, Stacey. I think you've mm-hmm. hit something there is that it's it's that temptation to isolate. Mm-hmm. It's it's the voice that says, I can do this by myself. I don't need others. I don't need support. It would just be easier just to to kind of sink into myself versus reaching out, whether it be to a friend, to your therapist, to your doctor. And I think that is what maybe, in many ways, recovering well, recovering with integrity in 2021 is just saying, I'm going to bust through all that kind of pull and drag on me that wants to isolate and, and do the opposite. Yeah. And I think that's where, Stacy, for you, and I can encourage you in that, but I think for our listeners, that's where you can find growth, you mm-hmm. can find recovery. And you can you can find some victory this year. Yeah, just if you will just do this with me, please. You're not you're not alone in doing this in the struggle of getting to this. It's just keep showing up. Yeah. Um, whatever that looks like for you. Let me give you an example in my life. For me, showing up looks like Doug said, not missing an appointment. If I miss one appointment, texting um, that doctor or that nutritionist or, or that psychiatrist and saying, I'm sorry, I blew it. I I didn't want to own where I am today. And I commit to you to making it to the next appointment. Or for me, it can also look like tomorrow morning at 1030, I'm supposed to have coffee with a friend. I'm not going to miss it. I'm going to get up. And even if I need to stick a ball cap on and sweats, I'm going to be there. I'm going to make sure that I continue to make my life happen. And if that means God getting me up that morning and me saying, God, I don't feel like I can meet at 1030 and go to coffee and encourage or have anything helpful to say for me to say, God, can you help me do that? And him get me there and him show me different. Yeah. That's huge. So Stace, as we enter this new year, what is something that you would say, okay, this gives me hope. I think we all need hope right mm-hmm. now. Every one of us, you know, we we need hope more than maybe ever before as we go into 2021. So just what's something that is giving you hope looking ahead to this new year? Well, I must say that with me having a lot of my speaking engagements canceled because of pan- the pandemic, I've done some online and some in person with masks on. But this podcast is a godsend for me. It gives me a reason to show up like I was just talking um, with you about. Focusing on other people um, is huge. Mm -hmm. Speaking to people when I do need to go to the grocery store with my mask on and smiling at them through my mask, knowing that they can see my eyes, that I am um, really acknowledging them from a distance is so important. Uh, focusing on other people always helps me to know that I'm going to be okay because the only way I can focus on others is if I'm taking care of myself first. Yeah. Another thing is is um, the fact that we have talked about that His mercies in the past, we've talked about His mercies are new every morning. 
and knowing that if I have blown it, to forgive myself. I am so open to forgiving other people. Honestly, I think people could do just about anything to me and I will forgive that person. I can barely slip up and I can not forgive myself and I can hold it over my head and I can beat myself up about it for days and not let myself off the hook. And that is not okay. That's something that I've really got to work on because all it does is set me back. Yeah. All it does is make me not hungry. And so that's something I'm looking toward. And um, that hopefully um, my prayer is that soon we will get to open back up and be face to face. And my speaking schedule can open back up and um, that I will get to read my book for you on audio and, and that we can make a connection through that because y'all are becoming um, our friends, if you haven't already been our friends. So things yeah. like that. I, I love that promise that God's mercy and grace for us is new every day. Yeah. And it's something that uh, he offers to us mm-hmm. every day and yeah, how important and that is to us. I often don't live like that. And so I want to give myself permission to forgive myself and to take that gift of his mercy every day. One of the things that gives me hope as we look ahead to this new year is just a, it's one verse in the Bible I, I read recently, and it just has really stuck with me and, and, and been part of my thinking, and I think maybe even God just reminding me of this as we look ahead to 2021 in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, but it's in verse 8, and it says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. And I think those descriptions probably somewhere in there, you as listening can maybe connect. You felt one of those things this year. But I love this promise of God that we are not abandoned and we're not destroyed. And I think as I look ahead to 2021, yes, I'm hopeful for the vaccine to be available to all of us. I'm hopeful that uh, this passes, we can get back to life as normal, but I think the greatest hope that we can have is that God has not abandoned us. He's not in his mercy and grace, which he gives us every day. He's not left us alone. He is still here. He's walking with you, Stacy. He's walking with us. He's walking with you, those that are listening. Um, he is there for you, and he's not given up on any of us. And we're not abandoned, and we're not going to be destroyed by this. Hey, guys, we just want to thank you before we close this off today for letting us be vulnerable with you. Um, I know you know that that's not easy. We um, feel called to do that. But we also thank you for honoring um, what God has called us to by just uh, letting us know through your encouragement and through your love and through your um, attendance and listening that that this story is helping you in some way. So we just want to thank you and let you know that we do not take that for granted or you, our community, for granted for one second. So thanks. Hey, one of the things that you can help us with is uh, as we wrap up today's episode is if you're listening on Apple, uh, your Apple podcast player, if you would subscribe, that would help us uh, make sure you know uh, when a new episode is available and also helps us kind of build this so that others could possibly find it. If you're listening on Spotify, you can follow the podcast uh, on Apple. You have a chance to review 
to rate the podcast. That would be so helpful to us. We'd be so appreciative. Hey, we, we'd love if you give us a five-star sure, rating. Sure. Uh, but uh, one of the things that you're reviewing, you're rating the podcast does is it helps those that are out there maybe that don't know about the Speak Out Loud podcast yet or maybe just searching for something that's got some hope in it, that, that's talking about mental health. It helps them to find it. it. It raises the podcast maybe on the kind of the searches when people are looking for it. So you're helping others find maybe a message of hope and encouragement as they begin 2021 as well. We're so thankful for you sharing this. We ask you continue to share it through your social media channels, maybe to sharing it with a friend that you think could benefit from this message of encouragement and hope. Please continue to do that as that really just helps us as we seek to build out this community and this, uh, this group that is um, walking this journey together of mental health recovery, uh, of those that, that love them and support them and those that struggle. We look forward to seeing you guys back next week. We'll be back with another episode. And until then, God bless you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.